This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. And we are back with a dear, dear friend of mine. Sarah Bowling is back on Hope and Health. Sarah, thanks for being with me again. I appreciate it. Hey, hey, Mark. Totally fun to hang out. Love getting to be be together and have some good conversation. Oh, my gosh. The first time we did this, you know, a long time ago, we, we realized, oh, my goodness, this was so easy. It was like talking to a long lost buddy about our mutual friend, the Lord, which is cool. So I'm excited. You, you've got a brand new project, your friendship with the Holy Spirit. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of times people who follow Jesus, you know, we get this whole idea of Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And sometimes I think people think the Holy Spirit is like JV, you know, like second string. <laughs> Jesus gets tired. So God subs in Jesus or subs in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know? That's funny. I hadn't thought about it like that. That's true. <laughs> but I I think the problem is that, you know, the the, the name Holy Spirit is inherently kind of misty, spirit, misty, you know, ghost-ish. So, and Jesus said, he said this, he said, it's better for you, he told his closest followers, better for you that I leave so that Holy Spirit will come. And so, and Holy Spirit's with us all the time. So it would behoove us to think about what what kind of relationship would it look like um, to have a relationship connection with someone who is invisible, inaudible, and intangible, <laughs> right? So, like, how do you do that? And if Jesus framed Holy Spirit to be who he is, like part of the Trinity, um, then we ought to, it would behoove us to pay attention and at least raise our awareness um, for Holy Spirit in our life, in our daily living. Well, you bring up a very good point because in all joking, you know, I've seen people kind of give the idea that the Holy Spirit is some kind of white smoke that appears sometimes uh, when the glory of God's around. I mean, but this is a this is um, a person yes. that lives in us. And, yes. you know, like when we talk about this, I want people to get the idea of you and I have this relationship. We talk, we communicate, we speak, we listen. It's the same type of thing with the Holy Spirit, is it not? And so talk about what it means, Sarah, to actually have a relationship with this a person of Holy Spirit within you. Yeah, I think, and I think Mark, you frame it perfect. I mean, you set me up for bell tie, middle of the plate, fat pitch. Woohoo! Boom! Hit it out <laughs> of the know, right? Exactly. But um, I think if, if we can frame Holy Spirit in terms of a person and rather not an inanimate object, not an extension cord for more power, I mean, these are things that, that Holy Spirit come, comes with Holy Spirit. But if we go after the person, um, then I think it makes it easier to think as a relationship, a conversation, a dialogue. And I think we have to appreciate Holy Spirit talks with us and we get nudges and kind of directions. And we we have these like, and, and you're like, ooh, where did that come from? Yeah. And a lot of times, some of it's like not good, right? And we know, ooh, that's not that's bad. That's the enemy putting yuck. But there are times when Holy Spirit, I think, puts something brilliant and you're like, wow, that came out. And and I think that's really 
something to consider and be recognized. And I think if we can ask Holy Spirit, raise our awareness. I know you're here with me all the time. So if you're here with me all the time, then no matter what I'm doing, no matter where I am, I don't have to be in you know, a perfect worship service with the, the ambiance just right to sense Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's with me all the time when I'm sleeping, yep. when I'm brushing my teeth, when I'm grocery shopping, when I'm playing pickleball, when you're exercising, when you're having a conversation, a heated conversation with somebody that you disagree with. Holy Spirit's present, like continually. Mm -hmm. When I'm cooking, when I've burned the food, you know, when I'm having an argument with one of my kids who's telling me that I lost my mind, I mean, Holy Spirit is all the time. And so, again, it's I think we have these religious ideas that put boundaries and compartments and limits, and they're just self-imposed. They're not real. Holy Spirit is infinite. So if we can, we can cooperate and team, team up with Holy Spirit, raise my awareness. I know you're here, so help me. Help me to help me to be more aware. Help me to sense you. Help me to feel you. Help me to recognize you with me. And I think right immediately that opens the door for more relationship and more connection. I like the way you put that because in my own life, Sarah, I find when I acknowledge, just simply acknowledge him audibly. I'll, you know, I'll just say, thank you, God, for being right with me. And I realize God through the Holy Spirit is in me. And when I do that, the acknowledgement is really all he wants, you know, and once you acknowledge him being there, there is the relationship, but like any relationship, if you refuse to acknowledge the relationship, the relationship doesn't grow. And I find that, you know, what you're saying, that acknowledgement brings the awareness and the awareness brings the uh, acknowledgement once again of what he's doing in your life. Because I know you've been out there in this, in this moment in time, you're speaking and it's like watching a movie that you happen to be in. It's like, that is wild. I mean, does that resonate with yes. you? Yes. I've had that happen more than once where I'm like, I'm watching myself and I know that what's happening is spectacular, yep. but it's not me. That's it. It's not. I know it's not me. And I know, and it's interesting, Mark. I mean, a lot of times as a preacher, pastor, teacher, all that stuff, you know, we frame it like, you know, as it relates to like that job, right? Yeah like preaching or teaching or whatever. But I've had that experience where I'm watching myself. Um, and I'm not saying it's like out of body and some no. kind of, you know, spooky kooky, but I've had that experience not only with preaching, teaching, like in a, in a church context or a Bible context or whatever, but I've also had that experience when I travel, like yeah. I'll be in a, in a airport or something and, and I'll be struggling, and it's like, wait a second, I sense, I sense God in this moment, the thick of this, and there's something that's beyond me here, you know. And I, and it's, and or I've had it. I know this sounds super cheesy, but I've had it playing pickleball, um, <laughs> and I love playing pickleball. That sounds as dumb as the day is long. I get it, no. but there are times when I have played, and I played out of my mind. I mean, and and my partner was like. Who was that? <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea who that was. And then sometimes, like in conversations with my kids, right? When somebody will say something, and I'll and I'll have this like my my flesh instinct is to like rip their head off, do something cheeky or sarcastic, or you know. And then I have this like 
you know, like zipping over my mouth. And I'm like, Ooh, that wasn't me. So I think that there's some really practical um, experiences with Holy spirit just in day to day living. You know, I agree when I am exercising in the gym and you kind of know my schedule, we talked a lot and I'll have, you know, typically, and it's just this me, I mean, some people don't do this, some do, but I'll have praise and worship going on in my ears. And it's amazing how the, just the presence of the Lord have a good workout. It's really strange. You know, it's like, do we really think that God cares about pickleball? And work out. Yes, he cares about every part of your life. He's your buddy. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to have a great time. It, I always think about it, Sarah, like a, like you know, you're a mom. You were talking about your 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 children just before we came on. You want their best. You want them to succeed. You want them to have really all good things. You want them to have everything that you that they can handle that you give them if they handle it appropriately. Why is God different? Right, and all the best, all the more so. Yeah. I mean, I, exactly. kids, if me, if, and Jesus said that, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give Holy spirit to you? And if, if I know if I'm flawed, you know, frail human, and I love my kids and I lay my life down, I know I've messed up sometimes, no doubt about it. I mean, I'm, you know, made mistakes that certainly, yeah. certainly, certainly, but God being perfect our father being perfect, man, <laughs> I mean, all about helping his kids do well, flourish, be vibrant in their, in, in their design and their identity, that divine gift. Man, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think there's a more loving way for a father to validate and breathe into, right? And the Holy Spirit is like breath of God, breathing into, yeah. breathing life into us so that we're vibrant, <laughs> I love that, you know, and um, we're talking about just, ladies and gentlemen, the, the book, Your Friendship with the Holy Spirit by Sarah Bowling, my dear friend who's on with me. And, you know, as, as I was thinking about this, you, you break it down each chapter and what you called these interactive components. And in your writings, you typically do that. You know, I like it because it breaks it down so neat where you can almost take a chapter by chapter, section by section apart in its entirety, and it can stand alone. And I've always, I appreciate that about you, but describe what you mean by that in this project, your friendship with the Holy Spirit. So this is a different, this project is different than any, anything I've done before, because all the other books that I've written before projects are kind of content driven. Mm -hmm. And then there's great application. Um, this one is, I called it from the very beginning. I didn't want to call it a study guide because we're not learning information and we're not learning a skill. It's not a study guide. Um, we're, this is called a relationship guide. Mm. And so it's all about, and when an, a relationship is made up of two people, right? So it's me and it's the other person. And I think Mark, you and I, I mean, we like, this is where we hang out <laughs> most often, right? Is yeah, in some yeah, kind yeah. of interview or an occasional text. Hey, you know, which is totally cool. I love it. Yeah. And I, there's, there's a good synergy already here. Right. And, and there, you and I, we have some things in common and, you know, you came to Denver with Michelle and it was just fantastic. Yeah. So it's a nice relationship. It's a nice friendship. But I think too, for the person who picks up this book, this relationship guide, the idea is who are you 
and not trying to make you into somebody that you're not. Right. So, I mean, Mark, if I was to say, Hey, you got to stop working out in the gym and <laughs> you know, you really need to start instead of replace your gym workouts with Greek and Hebrew, biblical Greek and Hebrew. That's what you really need to aim your time and focus and energies on. That's not true to your design. That's not right. how you're wired up. And so, and I think in a relationship, Holy Spirit recognizes that we are all unique. Yeah. We're not the same. And I'm very sensitive to that because I think, you know, my mom is Marilyn Hickey. So people sometimes will be like, oh, you're just like your mom. I'm like, mm, not really. <laughs> and there's quite a bit of difference here, you know, height, age, yeah. you know, hair color. I mean, we, there's similarities, no doubt. But to say that somebody from I think it's I think it's disrespectful to God's design to treat everybody as if we're all the same. We're not. We're fearfully, uniquely, wonderfully made. And how we do our relationships and our closest relationships is very different. And recognizing that difference, celebrating it, and letting Holy Spirit breathe into that so that in those differences, there's still intimacy and connection and relationship growth and development, getting closer and closer. So this project is is unique because it looks at it lets each person who picks it up lets them be themselves and frame who they are, but also recognize how does that how does how do you in your uniqueness how do you cultivate a relationship with Holy Spirit and not just like you know kind of nod to the God kind of idea but in increasing deeper, deeper, deeper relationship and connection. It really is about an ongoing dependence, not a codependence, an interdependence. I love that term because as much as we need God, he pours into us. And it's like he wants you to be more of who he made you to be. Uh, And so I appreciate how you put that because that's exactly right. And we serve different purposes within the body of Christ. That's why this book, Your Friendship with the Holy Spirit, needs to be in your hand, folks. It needs to be in your hand. And it's right. It's not a book per se. It's it's almost like look at it like um, an instructional guide on how to reaffirm what this relationship is. I don't know if that's saying it the right way. That's how I would describe it, you know. But um, yeah. very important, right? Yeah, and I think it. I think it's an adventure. Just to be honest, mm-hmm. I I want each person to experience go on an adventure. Um, and for some people, adventure is like a dirty word, you know, four letters. Yeah. <laughs> but for some people, adventure. But I think any any adventure with God is always is always fantastic. It can be scary and you know white knuckle in the moment sometimes. Yeah. But nevertheless, I mean, just keep going. And it's it's pretty it's pretty spectacular. I mean, I just don't know of a better, more fulfilling way to, to lead your life than do adventure with God and, and friendship with Holy Spirit. I can't think of a better way to describe the way my life has gone for the last several years. It's one adventure after the other. And I've known this, even as I was sharing with you, in what we're doing with our lives right now, before we went on, you know, it's like God wants us to take that one step to have the faith to do that, the trust to do that, the confidence to do that. And then he'll show us step two sometimes, but he's not all the time going to give us step one, two, and three, 
Easy. Now, in this book, Sarah, you you started off, most people think, well, the Holy Spirit, you know, um, came down on the disciples at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. But sure. you go backwards into John 14 through 16. Explain. Yeah. So, you know, Mark, I think, and I like Acts chapter 2, right? Pentecost, I think it's amazing. But let's just think for just a second. Like, we don't know, we're not like, you know, super educated. We haven't read whatever. And if we're sitting around with a group of our friends, 30, 50, whatever, 120, pick something. We're hanging out and it's the morning. Like, so it's, I don't know, eight or 10 in the morning. Some of us are night owls. So we're kind of groggy. Some of us are morning people. So eight or 10 in the morning is like, woo, you know, we're really vibrant and ready to go. But the, so the room is filled with like a variety of, of us and, and out of the blue with no, like a, no foreshadowing, no like announcement or anything. The windows fly open, like just bam. And, you know, they, they hit the walls, make a huge, huge bang. And there's like this wind that comes flying through the room. And then, and you're like, where it's going on here. And then there's like little pieces of fire over everybody's head and you see it over like i see it over your head and i'm like oh my god you're on fire you know and i'm like trying to and you get start freaking out because you see i'm and then we look around and everybody's got these little fire things going on like that's really freaky really freaky and then when you start to talk it's just mumbo jumbo i can't yeah. understand what you're saying and you can't understand what i'm saying nobody understands and we're like Oh my gosh, what the heck is just happening here? We run out into the streets and we, and people are like, oh my gosh, what? You know, and they're listening to all this mumbo jumbo. So seriously, I mean, you're like, well, we know that's the day of Pentecost. Mm -hmm. But if we were just in our own natural thinking, that would freak us out. Yeah. It would completely, some people would be hiding in the corner might be crying. Some people might be, you know, like, you know, just completely nuts. But the reason they didn't freak out and the reason the disciples didn't completely lose the plot and just suddenly shut down and evaporate and disappear and kind of just, you know, go, go bananas, go ballistic mm -hmm. is because Jesus had coached them. Jesus coached him in John chapters 14, 15, and 16. And in essence, he gave him a tutorial. He started off and he said, I will ask the father. He will give you another comforter and he may be with you all the time. John 14, 16. And then Jesus proceeds to describe who is Holy Spirit. What does Holy Spirit do? And so this is where we learn about conviction. This is where we learn about Holy Spirit leads us into truth. Holy Spirit and talks with us about sin, judgment, righteousness. I mean, Jesus frames for his closest followers. This is this is the Last Supper. So this is like everybody's sitting down, and he these are his final words. And he's telling them a, a tutorial. This is who Holy Spirit is. So they're not freaked out. And remember, too, John 20, 22, Jesus breathed on them after he raised, rose from the dead and said, receive Holy Spirit. So when you look at Acts 2, that's that's the expression, the outpouring, but they had already received Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Like when Jesus rose from the dead, and prior to that, even Jesus gave him kind of a tutorial. And so this they didn't lose lose it, lose the plot, 
when all this supernatural stuff started to kind of get into the bloodstream. That is excellent. You know, I've never heard one put it just that way. So folks, I hope you caught that extremely well said and well stated. Um, Sarah, there are people out of here listening right now that might have a relationship with God, but it might be the depth that's not the depth that you have or that I have. And it's different. And this talk is a little bit weird or strange to them. Yeah. Can you explain to our listeners, and this is good for everybody, who is the Holy Spirit to you and why do we need him so much? Yep. So Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Trinity. Um, and like I said, Jesus said, it's better for me that I leave. The Holy Spirit will come and be with you all the time. And so I think for some people, you know, now what do we do? What do we do with Holy Spirit? Um, and who, and how, how do we keep this from getting spooky, kooky? I have friends who call themselves recovering charismatics. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. And then, you know, I grew up also going to Lutheran schools from sixth through 12th grade. And so I appreciate all that, the denominational underpinnings and biblical ground for everything. Um, so I think for a person who's listening and might, this might be a little weird or kooky, I would just say, you know, let's, I would encourage them one, get the book because yeah. um, it gives you lots and lots of Bible and whatever's in the Bible, I find to be safe yeah. on the whole, on the whole. Um, and so I think that's, it's very biblically grounded. Mm -hmm. And I think too, there is an adventure in this, in this book that there's no place else um, actually. Well, except in one of my other books. And this is, uh, this frames for you in the book how to how to have a a daily walk with Holy Spirit using Romans chapter eight, and I'm bringing that to our our listeners, our our viewers today, because there's not a more densely packed chapter in the whole Bible with Holy Spirit. It's Romans chapter eight, and if a listener viewer would go and circle every place that says Spirit, Holy Spirit. There's more than 20 references to Holy Spirit in that one chapter. And so if you think about that, like, oh, well, we ought to look at that and then figure out <laughs> what's being said. So in this book, one of the things I do is I look at all the verbs that are associated with each mention of Holy Spirit in Romans 8. And those verbs are really powerful. And it's, it's, a, it's an invitation to enjoy a journey. And uh, on the whole, I try to do this almost every day. Um, look at those verbs and really, and again, it's all grounded in the Bible. It's not me making it up or trying to force something or whatever. I'm just inviting everybody to, to join a, a great adventure and have some fun and get to know God better. I love that. And today, in today's time and world and um, season in which we live, Romans 8, 28 has been quoted often all things work together for the good for those who love God and are called to, according to his purpose, you know? And so I'm going to encourage you uh, folks to, to do this very thing. When this podcast is done, when you get listened to it, you're going to do two things. You're going to order the book. Yes. Number one. And number two, you're going to read Romans chapter eight. And I, I'm going to encourage you to do something that I've not encouraged anyone to do before. I want you to read Romans chapter eight every day for a week. Because I really believe that that's significant here. And that speaks to me. I'm going to do the same thing right now. 
And I think that's really good for all of us, Sarah. I mean, I appreciate what you said. That's just a very uh, encouraging, deep thing to think about. Now, here you are. You've written how many books now? I don't know. Maybe 10 something. <laughs> you are so <laughs> humble. Come on, man. That is like really impressive. And this one's a little bit different. I remember back when you were talking about this, you were saying, hey, this is different. I'm excited about this when we had a nice little chat about it. But here it is. It is complete and it is out there. Now that it's out there, tell me what it was that prompted you to write this book in the first place. So <laughs> I wrote it during all that heavy duty COVID lockdown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't know about Oklahoma, but in Denver, you know, you're supposed to like shelter in, at home. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm stuck with my teenagers for like two <laughs> months in the house. And the, the, the classic quote from my daughter is like, we don't need more family time. <laughs> we check that box. That's enough. <laughs> That's but awesome. I wrote this. I would go down in the, into the basement and it was a nice kind of break, you know, from, from my family. Cause I'm like, Hey, I'm out, I'm going to write. Um, but it was also a really powerful experience for me because those six weeks, two months, um, I very much felt Holy spirit, um, writing through me and saying, everybody's not the same as you, Sarah, mm -hmm. you cannot, don't put yourself or project yourself onto a reader, give them room and freedom, permission to be themselves and invite them to do this relationship together. So I wrote it. I wrote it during all that COVID lockdown, but I also wrote it because I really felt the Holy Spirit wants a deep relationship with us. Um, and I, I would, I leave this kind of thought for you to consider a relationship is only as deep as the person who wanted the least. Ooh, say that one more time. That's too good. Yep. A relationship is only as deep as the person who wants it the least. That is wisdom. I hope everybody caught that one. There's, some, and, there's a lot of stuff yeah, there. Holy Spirit wants a deep relationship with us. We get to join and say yes to that. And that's what I hope this book invites the reader to explore and, and enjoy and develop. So he wants it the most. Our job is to increase our desire to meet his desire that's already there. So we're not the least in that relationship. Yeah. Cool. And ask Holy Spirit, help me to be hungry for you. Help me to be aware of you. Help me to be open to recognize and to grow, to grow deeper with you. Mm. Excellent. Where can people get the book, Your Friendship with the Holy Spirit? Yep. So um, I have a website, sarahbowling.org. And then obviously there's Amazon. Amazon's super easy. Everybody knows Amazon. Yep. Um, but those are two easy, easy resources. They'll send them in the mail to you quick as possible. And um, I think, you know, it's like, let the adventure begin. <laughs> I love it. Sarahbowling.org and on Amazon. We'll make sure we put those in the in the footnotes, uh, in the show notes, of course. Um, how can people connect with you, Sarah? Um, Absolutely. Broadcasting your cell phone to everybody. Yeah, right. That'd be super amazing. Yeah, I bet it would. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. But yeah. um, so I got the website, sarahbowling.org. But then I also do um, all the Facebook stuff, Instagram, Twitter, all that. So all social media stuff. I, I think I'm doing TikTok now, too. Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, that's kind of those latest and greatest adventures. So lots of different ways. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. Your friendship, the Holy Spirit, sarahbowling.org. Get it. Follow her. She's my friend. I can tell you she's the real deal. Uh, Sarah, thank you for, um, you know, being our friend and always, uh, you know, every time we talk, it, it's great. So I appreciate you and, and, uh, and all you do. And for so many people around this world and look forward to connecting with you again, of course, as always. Um, yeah. Appreciate you being here with us today. Mark, I totally love you guys. Heaps and heaps. Love hanging out and um, praying and asking God. You know, I, I just leave this as I'm, I'm praying and asking God, Romans 3, verse 8, that God would open for you doors that no man can close. Um, Amen. So I, I totally believe that. it in the heart. Well, I'm going to read Romans 3, 8 and believe that and receive that. And I want everybody to read Romans chapter 8, the whole chapter for the next seven days in a row and get Sarah Bowling's new book, Your Friendship with the Holy Spirit. That's more than a book. It's a relationship guide so it can deepen your relationship with the Lord. And so we appreciate that. Sarah, I hope you have a wonderful day and uh, I appreciate you very much. Right back at you, Mark. Totally love hanging out with you. See you next time. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.